weekly podcast covering news, hard truths, random questions, and hip-hop culture with a shot of whiskey. It ain't for the faint at heart, baby. Tune in. Tea and whiskey with sunshine giving you the tea. Tea and whiskey oh yeah sunshine giving you the tea. What's going on, you guys? Sugar April Benet Sunshine. Thank you for tuning in with Tea and Whiskey with Sunshine, giving you the uncensored, uncut adult conversation you can sip to. Yes. Again, this is your girl April Bernay Sunshine with Tea and Whiskey with Sunshine. It's been a minute since I've done a show. Just want to thank you all for being a part of the Tea and Whiskey family. Thank you, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. Rip me out the plastic, baby. Come on, Lotto and um, Cardi B. I love this little ratchet piece. I don't know what y'all that little piece of ratchet ratchet piece there yes you guys hello tuning in on this fine fine day it is uh, the 4th of july it's another day for me I, I'm, I'm grateful for the day off i thank god for the day off i'm happy belated juneteenth to all of my melanated people all over the globe um that were emancipated from slavery from the colonizers so um shout out to all of you guys i'm late to the party but <laughs> texas is always late to the party okay but you know it's just generational trauma so hey next time you run across a, a black person you invite them to your your cookout or your gathering and they're late um it's not cp time it's called generational trauma so um leave us alone <laughs> but i got a great show for you guys so you know um there's been so many things going on in the news today. Um, it's been a minute since I've done the hot toddy, so I'm going to try my best to do a little hot toddy for you guys. But it's been some really interesting things going on in the news. Um, it's a lot. It is really a lot. So we're going to go ahead and, and get into the hot toddy on this day. But first, I want to just kick my shout out to my tea and whiskey family. Thank you for all of you guys have been rocking with the tea and whiskey family for uh, almost 10 years now. We're almost 10 years in. I mean, if you go ahead and just round it off to the nearest tent. But we're, we're pushing about about we're pushing by eight and a half years with tea and whiskey on these streaming platforms. And I am truly, 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 truly grateful. Um 
for um, the platform. And thank you all so much for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed or you're new to Tea and Whiskey, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and notification button so that, you know, you can be a part of the conversation. Feel free to comment. Um, we're going to be doing visual shows very soon. Um, just, Hey, just keep a lookout for that, but we will be doing visual shows very soon. So again, I was telling you, it's a lot going on, um, with the world and a lot of laws have been passed and it's just been really crazy. And, um, I don't know what to say about it. I, I feel like, uh, we're moving back into the 60s, but I, I feel like a change is definitely going to arise and I'm ready for it. So let's go ahead and jump, jump into the hot toddy, shall we? All right, so the Supreme Court has denounced affirmative action. Um, a lot of people are are for it and a lot of people are against it. So I'm going to jump into some news feeds here. Uh, shout out to TikTok. Got a few influences with their input on it. And here we go. Uh, clearly, a lot of people are not happy about this. And that's down by the Supreme Court in a 6-3 decision. We love to see it. The color of your skin should not play any factor in whether you get accepted to a college or not. And I think this is a step in the right direction for building meritocracy in this country. We've had it, and now a lot of people are trying to take it away again. So again, I think this is a step in the right direction. Now, clearly, a lot of people are not happy about this. And that's quite interesting because it seems a lot of people think black people are literally too stupid, right, to get in by themselves. They need government help. That We're not smart enough to figure it out. Here's an example. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. Talk about the soft bigotry of low expectations. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, black people, just so you're aware, this is how a lot of Democrats think about you and me. We're not able to do it on our own. Merit is not going to get us where we need to be. We need help because we can't figure it out on our own. So for a bunch of you black people, this is how your allies or some of your allies think about you. They do not think you are smart enough to do well in a meritocratic system. Hmm. When in reality, if we do the right things, we will succeed and we will do well. We have more than enough potential to do well in the United States. We just have not figured out the right ways to do things yet. But we're working on it. Affirm All right. So this of action has been shot down. Thank you, sir. This has come from his name is J Jeff Mead. And Jeff Mead is basically saying uh, affirmative action is done. And people seem to think black people can't do well on a, a meritocratic system. Well, we can. Yeah, we actually can. Um, people of color can. The, the, the main issue based on see that's the problem a lot of anyway um based upon the way it was explained to me you know i had um um parents that grew up in a um environment in which there was um the civil rights and that where affirmative action began was because it wasn't that they weren't smart enough it's just you had different nationalities um that were uh making themselves superior and they were picking and choosing who they wanted in their schools it had nothing to do with how smart someone was they knew the people were smart enough but because of how they looked they wouldn't allow them into their establishments and that's where the whole affirmative action came from but everyone else is like well you know we don't need that because we we, we are smart that that was never the issue guys Gen generation um zen and 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 x and and y and z and millennials 
the issue it wasn't about how smart you was it was the fact that you just they would not let you in because of what you looked like and that's where that came from and 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 see what what trips me out is you have these legislators and you have these senators and these politicians who are creating this well we're going to stop the woke movement but what you're doing is you're creating you're 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 doing it in our faces again i mean you're trying to take away of a critical you know race theory you know when you're you're basically doing it you, we don't have, you have, you don't have to take it away from anybody you don't have to denounce any race history you're re, you're, you're repeating it sirs ma'ams and and that's that's what's so sad and so stupid is that you guys are doing it in our faces <laughs> all right but check this out this comes from another lady um by the name of joy reed she gives her synopsis on um how affirmative action um was um how it benefited her and and how it was looked upon and on upon up amongst other people it's a whole different situation you guys you, you gotta you gotta get into it check this out let me just be clear i got into harvard only because of affirmative action i went to a school no one had ever heard of in denver colorado in a small suburb i didn't go to exeter or andover yeah, i didn't right. have college test prep i just happened to be really nerdy and smart and have really good grades and good sat scores right. but someone came to denver colorado to look for me a Harvard right. recruiter flew to Denver and I met up with her at the Village Inn restaurant and did a pre-interview to get to to pull me into Harvard. I wasn't I was pulled in and the and the schools like Harvard and Yale that That's I got the, into affirmatively. Yes. And it was literally not saying we're gonna take an unqualified person and put them right. in Harvard. Yes. We're gonna take a very qualified person who we would never know existed and put them in Harvard. That's how I got there. That's how Katanji got there. That's how well, Justice Jackson, I should say. Justice Jackson got there. It's how Clarence Thomas got there. Right. But the minute I arrived from my majority black little town, Montbello in Denver, to Harvard, the first like week or two that I was in class, my presence was questioned by white people. I was in this big conference class mm. where some white students st stood up and said, those students, the black students, they're only here because of affirmative action. It became a huge argument that we all ended up having. This was freshman year. I had never had my academic credentials questioned. I had never had anyone question whether I was intelligent until I got to Harvard. And it was a defining uh, point of my experience there. It's why I really was mis one of the many reasons I was miserable there my freshman year. Yeah. You feel completely out of place and people keep telling you you shouldn't be here. And yet, some of the people I went to school with were far less smart than me or the other right. black folk there. Right. They got in because their daddy and their granddaddy. I right. went to school with somebody whose name was on one of the buildings. <laughs> You're going to school with people whose names are on the buildings, who are third and fourth generation legacies, whose parents pumped money into Harvard to get them right. in. But that affirmative action is okay with this majority. They said that the people who benefited from slavery, their descendants, who are so far ahead of black folk in terms of opportunity, that we'll never catch up to them. I don't care how many Oprahs we get. Those people's affirmative action is a-okay because those people yeah. can pay for fancy trips for them. Yeah. But you people who want to get in just because of your brains, but you're not from a legacy, too bad. You can't come in. And that's shout out to um, Joy Reid, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. It was put in place for those who <laughs> didn't have the brains, but they had the money and the legacy. And the legacy was enslaving people 
and giving you know you people who like she said people who had a 400 year <laughs> advance still couldn't get in on their brains but anyway moving on that but i wanted to basically talk about that i'm gonna leave that alone because at the end of the day what's the point because uh your president joe did not forgive those student loans so you know, at the end of the day, yes, you're going to go to school. You're going to you're going to get the education. You're going to put yourself in debt only to have these same conversations and still be paying student loan debt, baby. I, all right, moving on. Um, <laughs> feel free to comment what you want to comment about this situation, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, I'm still catching up on everything. I'm sure every, these conversations have been had a thousand times over. But um, there was a submarine. I don't even know if it was a submarine. People call it a tuna can. People call it an a, a, a aluminum can, a titanium can. I don't know. But that was a submarine that went into the water um, June, like the last week of June. And um, it went down and... It never came back up. They were looking for the Titanic. And I think it was like five billionaires were on, on this um, on the, on this UF un unidentifying floating object. And um, it basically went down and it um, imploded, um, which means that it pretty much the pressures of the waters caved it, made it cave in, explode internally. And um, they never uh, returned. Um, rest in peace to those that were in the the submarine. But a lot of people were in an uproar um, saying, wow, um, how dare these billionaires get in this aluminum can and go search for dead because they ended up being dead. And people were upset because these people paid $250,000 to get in this contraption to go look at the Titanic. And I think the uproar was uproar was the fact that these people were they had two hundred and fifty k to just throw away. They people a lot of people who don't have that type of money considered as a waste because they basically spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to die. Um, you know, I really don't know what to say of all of this. Uh, rest in peace to those. I don't want to speak ill will on the dead because they haven't done nothing to me. Now, if you did something to me, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to talk my shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't honor anybody who mistreated me and they did. I'm sorry. I don't do that. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I think it's very sad, but at the same time, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. They're entitled to their opinion. And I, I don't know. I, I don't feel any type of way about it because at least they died doing what they wanted to do. You know, and some people were saying, well, they just had too much money. They could have taken 30000 of that money and, and, and put a whole will in Haiti. You know, they could have done this. They could have done that. Yes, you guys, they could have done that. But they chose to put their money in the water. You know, I don't know. They were looking for something, you know, and, and maybe they found it. I don't know. Some people are saying that they never really... They didn't die. They were never in there. That it's all a conspiracy. And then, y'all, wait a minute. Then, <laughs> here's the kicker. The kicker is these people, they, they had a whole documentary about it 
on BBC that was supposed to air like the following like week. So I don't know if you guys watched the um se the se season six of Black Mirror on Netflix, but the first episode is kind of the similar thing. Like, how dare you? So I mean, people are just in an uproar about it. I just wanted to brush on it. Feel free to comment your opinion about it, but rest in peace to those people. I I don't know. I just know that if, you know, something happened to me, I would want somebody to care. But shit, people are alive and well, like myself, and people don't give a fuck. So, at the end of the day, you know, it's your money. Do what you want to do. It, it was their money. They, it was their billions. You know, some people, I mean, there's so many memes. People just so, people are so heartless. But, you know, hey, it, it's not it's not your problem until it's in your own backyard. But moving forward. <laughs> I'm outside, I'm outside. Is this about the student loans? Yes. Oh, see what it happened. No, that is exactly what the it's Supreme about. The Supreme Court ain't got nothing to do with you. You were supposed to fix this, Joseph. I can put something on it. No, the 10000 or 20000 was putting something on it. And that wasn't even enough. Look, you got to make it enough. I said I'm trying. Sorry. Uh-uh. Uh, You're breaking up. Uh, this motherfucker. Hey, what did you do? Come on. <laughs> Yes, honey, baby. Let me tell you something. The Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, been on a thousand for the See, while everybody was was distracted behind that submarine and them billionaires losing their lives over looking for shit that was dead, the the American people were distracted. They done got rid of affirmative action, and they were saying that student loan forgiveness is unconstitutional. It was turned down by the Supreme Court. And so I thought that was funny how this girl did a little, you know, skit about it. But yeah, she was like, come outside, Joe. That, that 10000 20000 didn't do nothing. All that did was handle some of the interest. Some. It probably took a little bit off the interest. But that, that principal is still sitting there waiting for you. So, you know, I really thought that. I, I was really rooting for you guys. I'm just going to be... Yeah, I said you guys. I did. I said you guys. I, I've already paid off my student loans. I, I, I paid them off the hard way. I, I had to go ahead and pay them off. And, you know, and, and whatever I didn't pay off, the government garnished the rest. So, you know what I'm saying? I did my... You got to do it the easy way or the hard way. So, coming up and what's the coming up in august y'all gonna have to start making those student loan payments um i'm sorry i'm not laughing at the matter i don't think it's funny at all when someone say they're going to do something i would like for them to do it so i'm i'm with you guys like i was i was i was a little low-key jealous but when i found out that they were going to do it i'm like yo so Y'all could have, like, with, you know, stop, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I think it's terrible. Like, you know, that's one thing. Me, as a tourist, I don't, what I, what that's a pet peeve of mine is when people overpromise and, and under-deliver. Like, you didn't have to tell me you was going to do it. I'd rather you just not said anything. Don't, 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 just keep your, just keep your thoughts to yourself until you really know you're going to do the shit. I have a major problem with someone saying they're going to do something and they don't do it. Or you know what, better yet, I'd rather you just let me know in advance that you're not going to be able to do it. Like, the whole loan forgiveness thing, like, why you wait three months before to tell me what you're not going to do when you had a full four-year term to tell me you wasn't going to do that? You could have told, told me that four years ago before, you know, 
the vote was made, but you know, y'all voted for him and um these are the these are the terms and conditions thereof. I voted independent, so but needless to say, you guys, um I, I I'm I'm sorry, but those student loans are gonna be back in effect. So, you know, get your coins ready, you know, go ahead and downsize. I don't know what to tell you, but it's it's back in full effect. They they did forgive a few loans. They forgave all the technical institutes. They basically forgave those loans of, of certain schools that were no longer in existence. Yeah, I really feel like they should get my money back because that's, that's how I feel. But, you know, needless to say, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, you guys. But coming, coming up in August, I'm going to have to start paying those student loans back. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Alright you guys, Tea and Whiskey family, thank you for being a part of the Tea and Whiskey family. Um, we, I'm telling y'all, it's been some interesting conversations going on all over social media. That's where we always stay anyway. None of y'all really, really go outside anymore. But <laughs> since we're inside, um, there's been some conversations. The girls and the guys have been talking. The girls and the guys have been talking, y'all, and there's been this viral video going around, okay, talking about, let me just, just let, let me just let y'all listen to it. Let me just, just listen. Just, let me know what y'all think. Problem comes in when we automatically assume that because a bigger woman is big, she's insecure. Because I've met so many in shape, gorgeous model women talk about how they were so insecure that it didn't matter that nobody, everybody said that they were gorgeous mm -hmm. because it's outside. Aesthetics are just that, they're outside. You could be inside. Mm -hmm. You could be the most insecure, depressed, self loathing, miserable, mm -hmm. but. You do a couple squats in between that. And now you deserve the best in the world. Come on. So, so, so okay. it's insecure. The question was on a man's perspective. Yeah, I'm just saying that majority of men will say, you know, when they struggling on their date, the big girl is going to be the one that's going to step up more financially. Mm -hmm. That's just what majority of men will yeah. say. Okay. I've never seen a man be successful. I've never seen a man work his butt, especially a black man. As a black man, you're overcoming all odds. Work your off you become successful you get the bag you go out you see a woman 350 pounds and be like yep that's my wife i've never seen it i have when i, I well, you gotta show me because i ain't never seen it in my life okay yeah so apparently what's been going on with the conversations these days that people are talking about how um men are they they will approach a bigger woman because they feel like they're they're easily to manipulate because of their the way they look and how society shuns women based on how they look. And um, so the conversation that we just heard uh, is it, this a, a podcast of a, a group of people is called Tonight's Conversation. It has Ace Metaphor. Um, and a few other amazing people that are that are just, you know, they have that male and female perspective um, talking about relationships and how people, you know, how single people kind of relate to each other as to why we all still single. But I digress on that. But, um, yeah, so first of all, let's ju I'm just going to say this. This is my stance on some of it. Um, there, there's, there is a true side and there is also a false side to it. Now, big girls be pulling these men and these women out here in these streets. Don't get it twisted. You know, there are a lot of people who will, who will they will prefer, 
you know, a bigger person over a smaller person because that's just their preference. And some people do manipulate because they feel like based upon insecurities or, you know, self-esteem or whatever, that they, they will definitely say that, you know, they'll pull that because of the person's self-esteem, how they feel about themselves. But, you know, me being a plus-size woman, I've always been plus-size. I've always been a juicy girl. Um, even as a child, I was I was always the, the big one. I was always the, the fat kid, you know. And uh, me, I wasn't fat by choice. I didn't. I, 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 if I had, if I could choose, I would have chosen to be, you know, a smaller size. But this was that was like that was chosen for me because of the family that I was around. But case in point, um, being the big girl that I I was, and you know, am, um. I can honestly say that there was some self-esteem issues there. You know, you you wake up in the morning and they're not choosing you, you know, <laughs> especially like in the 80s and then the 90s. Well, nobody trying to choose no juicy, thick, big booty, curvy woman with, you know, well, nobody was choosing that. They chose you behind closed doors. They chose you um, not in public, but maybe, you know, in private, but not not openly. And so I can relate to some of that. So when you do get some kind of attention, it does feel like, you know, ooh, someone's showing me attention or whatever or whatnot and and I'm not gonna lie and deny that 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 was definitely a case for me you know for a long time um but as you grow up and and as you learn to value yourself and love yourself and you realize that no matter what size I am or how I look I can choose I don't have to you know entertain everything that wants to be entertained and once you understand who you are and and what you desire and your worth then your options do change. So, but anyway, um, but the thing is, you you still the the fact of the matter is, it is insecurity. What baby girl said, it is definitely all about insecurity, and um. But there's this one baby girl. Her name is um, Chasing Sparks, and she breaks it down. This is my uh my little plus size niece. I mean, we're not. She's not my niece in real life, but everybody that that's speaking my language and and I'm older than them, they they niece, okay, and I'm auntie. So I'm gonna let y'all let, let y'all hear what my baby, my niece is saying. How hold it up? Here we go. I had to leave. I think the problem comes in when we automatically assume that because a bigger woman is big. The thing that's irking me about this conversation is we act like fat women are the only ones who get played. Come on. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Oh, men say that. They, when they're down bad, they go to bigger women. Yeah, because they know that fat women have empathy. Quite frequently, mm -hmm. when men are getting, quote, paid or, quote, taken care of by a fat woman, it's because he came to her feet crying. You feel me? Like, I don't like that these conversations are positioned like women just be giving out their whole paycheck to get a gone, uh, ounce of attention. First of all, it's more than likely that that man approached that fat woman with the intentions of using her and manipulating her like he needed help. Number one. And number two, when fat women are empathetic because we know what it's like for the world to be down your back while life is already fucking you up. Mm. It's, oh, big bitch is always playing for, big bitch is always this, bro, like, everybody get played. I know some girls barely pushing 240 that have been financing a man's entire life, cheating escapades and all, for years. What are we talking about? 
what are we really talking about? That's one. Number two is the statement of, I don't know men who get financially sound and take care of themselves and then go, oh, I want a woman that's 350 pounds because the men you're talking about are looking for a trophy wife. Well. Y'all have made aesthetics, social standings because of how you look so important. Frequently, those men want somebody that, quote, look the look because that's what they did themselves. Those men may be financially sound. They may be... um gathered their health and all of those things but the men that you're talking about that would particularly not regard fat women for being fat it's because they want the image baby they want to look a certain way they want to be regarded a certain way so they play into all of the politics that y'all have around what is beautiful and what is not number three me and a couple of fat women have bagged some niggas you'd never touch never could never because they don't want you. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Everybody in the world does not find fat women unattractive. Every man in the world does not find fat women unattractive. As much as they might be in your ear, dirty macking like they do. That's for y'all. Men tell skinny women that they don't like fat women to make you feel better about yourself. Because wow. y'all are the ones with the insecurity. Because, baby, how you gonna act if he tell you that he deal with fat women and he deal with you too? Mm. You gonna be pissed. That's going to be an insult. That's going to be in considered insulting to you. Why? Because you feel like you're better than somebody because I got 100 pounds on you. You do. So if a man was ever honest about his genuine attraction, we see what y'all do to men that are honest about their genuine attraction to fat women. <laughs> we see it every day in real time. We see what y'all do to fat women that are happy with themselves. Why would anybody actively admit that they are attracted to fat women with the way that they act? Period. With the way that y'all act? Hmm? Y'all want to go do it? That's why we be having these problems now, man. I just want us to have honest conversations about what's really happening. Because nine times out of ten, the only reason that people don't step out with who they really want to step out with, but some of them do, because also, let's be clear, Lizzo is happily taking Method Man, has a beautiful plus-size wife mm. that he loves. Yeah. Y'all make it hard for people to want to stand in their truth. Y'all bully people for even existing. Imagine how you would treat a man at that that says that he's attracted to and wants to be with a fat woman in public in broad daylight. It's not that they don't want us, honey. It's that they have to make y'all feel better by acting like they don't because y'all determined that you are the standard of beauty and we are not. And to that I say, my sister, please, I hope you feel beautiful. I hope you feel gorgeous. I hope you feel like you are the baddest thing walking because I do. Period. And that will never be determined or established by you or no man on this internet or walking this planet. That's for sure. Right. Me too, sis. That's for sure. I, I love her for that. And that's the thing. We got to get out of that mentality of, well, I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, I'm better than you because I'm this size or I'm better than you because I got my ass and my titties done. You know, no, no. Everybody out here getting played. Let's be 1,000%. Well, let, let's ask Beyonce, okay? The baddest woman on our planet, you know, this, 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 we always say it's, this is Beyonce's internet. This The baddest chick, okay? Even Trina, the baddest bitch. Did you, you see her in a successful relationship right now? Like, come on, let's just be 100% with ourselves. A lot of it is projection. And I, I totally agree. Like, get 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 my size out your mouth and out your head. Don't get mad because my teeth crooked and I don't have no Coke bottle and my ass ain't round that I'm pulling more men than you. 
and I'm pulling more women than you, please stop. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> please stop. Stop it. Please. You're flattering me. <laughs> no, on, on a serious note, I ain't playing. But on a serious note, you guys, like, it's very, very imperative that, especially women, we have got to stop competing with each other because. A lot of these people are for the streets. Men and women, they for the streets. They're, they're for that anybody can get it. It's like the highest bidder. It's giving auction block the highest bidder. Because guess what? Okay? you He may be spending his money on you and taking you out, but he laid up with who he want to be with. Okay? And she may be, you know, doing all these wine and dining you and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, she's making plans for who she really want to be with. Okay, let's just let's just be 100 percent like nobody is safe out here. Okay, everybody is easily replaced. You could be replaced by a new chick, a new dude, a family member, a job, you know, whatever is important to that person is going to trump you. It will trump you point blank and period. Okay, so let's stop this narrative and stop becoming these pick Misha's. And these pick me, pick me mans. And let's just get back to ourselves and loving ourselves and stop comparing ourselves to other people. But I'm definitely going to need people to, to keep, keep, keep fat women out your mouth, please. We over here minding our business and being happy and eating our food. Leave us alone. Okay. Don't get mad at, at, at her. Don't get mad at juicy, juicy Sean Isha because, you know, Byron likes her more than she than he likes you, and 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 you in and and you you work out, you do squats every day, and you eat your vegetables, and you take your sea moss, and you uh don't 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 do that, don't do that, just because he he like you know, you know she he likes her, she likes she fries chicken and she smothers it and she makes the cornbread and the greens, and whenever he want a good old nasty home cooked meal to remind him of Big Mama, that's where he gonna go. Okay, don't get mad at that. Don't get mad that he put money on her groceries and he used your food stamps. Okay, all I'm saying here, <laughs> all I'm saying is stop comparing yourself. Ladies, we have got to stop comparing ourselves and being in competition because I'm telling you, he don't want neither one of us or she don't want neither one of us. She's on or he's on to the next because while y'all busy arguing and complaining, they, they got six people lined up ready to go. Let's let's just be honest. Let's just be real and authentic. Okay, moving forward. Okay, so moving on. But I do want to point out something. Donnell Jones, ladies, 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 ladies. Donnell Jones gave us the blueprint back in the early 2000s with his song. And I think we're just now, a lot of women are starting to realize that, you know, men too, you know. Um, check it out. Let's just see. I had to leave her a message, said I won't be coming home, I'd rather be alone. She right. don't fully understand it, but I would rather leave than the cheap. Than the cheap, because if she give me some time, Damn. I could. Somebody I could be the man she needs, but there's a lot of lust inside of me. <laughs> and we've been together since our teenage we gonna years. We're going to do this whole thing. You, you want to do that? I, really, I, I mean, I really don't But I need some time mm -hmm. to be alone because uh -huh. when you love someone, okay. come on, you speak just on it. don't treat them bad. Speak okay. on it. Speak oh, on how that. I feel. So, I feel so sad uh -huh. now that I want to leave. Uh -huh. She's crying her heart to so me. Church on uh -huh. Sunday. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But how can I 
Would you let this be? Huh? Right. And I just need time to see uh -huh. where I want to be. We do do dee. We gotta squee do doom dee dee. If we don't squee do doom dee dee, we ain't saying shit. We was the best. I mean, you know, shout out. This is I think T Pain has a podcast. All these celebrities have podcasts. Okay, but she's basically dead on. I mean, Donnell Jones gave it to us. Donnell Jones gave it to us. And, I mean, at this point in my life, I understand the assignment. I do. I really do. And please don't make me feel bad, because I don't, that I understand the assignment. I'm going to be over here minding my business, drinking my water, minding my business, and sipping on my tea and whiskey. Okay? <laughs> I was just saying, you guys, y'all be careful out here. Like, I mean, I love relationships like the next. I love a good relationship like the next person. I love a good relationship. Okay, but that's the key word is a good relationship. I want a good one where both parties are satisfied. Both parties are getting what they want and need out of the relationship. You know, I mean, period. Like that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So, you know, I, I went on, um, I do Snapchat every once in a while. I love a good Snapchat. But I did a video because there's been some really crazy, like, relationship scenarios. And I just want to share this video that I did with you guys. So, check this out. But before we go there, let me give y'all a little musical break. Let me give y'all a little break. I'll get you a cocktail, pour you up some water, get you a nice tea and whiskey if you want it neat, you want it on the rocks, you know, you want to put a little, you know, whatever into it, or you just want you a cup of coffee or you want a cup of tea, do that. And I'm going to give y'all a little musical break and we're going to go right into this story time. Okay, here we go. and whiskey family hope you got your beverage and you're ready to tap into these uh story times that we're going to jump into but before i get into the story time you know i gotta hear from my girl i gotta hear from my niece miss dana dane 1987 on tiktok but um 
I'm gonna talk about this story time. We're gonna, we're gonna get into it, but she she hears something. I'm I'm just gonna give her this. I'm gonna give her to be the last person to talk about this this thing I'm talking about as far as like you know the standards and and I don't know. I just think it's important that we all create our own core values and what we want in life, not just the relationship. I feel like we as as women and men. You should not spend your entire life and your day worrying about a relationship or worrying about some dude or some woman. I think it's important that you just build yourself. You know, create your own life. And as you create and build your own life, those things that you want will come. That you will, I believe you will draw that stuff to you. If you build it, they will come. Okay? So build what you want. And hell, we can just close the show out with that. If you build it, they will come. Maybe whatever you're trying to create or whatever type of life you want, build that shit. Build it. And as you build it, the materials and everything that you need will materialize. The per- the people that you need will materialize. It's going to happen for you in time, but you have to trust the process and you have to have a vision for your life. You can't create your life based upon... You know what other people are doing, but come on, Dana, give us a little bit. I'm gonna tap into this little video she made, honey. She had me like I was crying in tears, just laughing, cause baby girl, she leaves no stones unturned. Okay, she gonna give it to you straight with no chaser. Okay, so I hope what you got is strong. We got, or if, if you know, hey, let's let's get into it. A lot of these women got y'all men so spoiled that you think the bare minimum that you do is enough for a participation trophy. And it's not. Mm. You would have a woman get online and say she was dealing with a man who had his own house, his car. He had a good paying job and he treated her halfway decent, but it didn't work out. And you would be in the comment section. See, this is why you can't please women. But we, we, we didn't talk nothing about how his actual personality was. Right. right? Mm. Because that part is what y'all think don't count. And that's why y'all won't never talk about it. Mm. You want to skip over it. You want to tell women why would they leave somebody who had all of that? They left them because that's bare minimum stuff that you were supposed to do. If you pursued me, you were supposed to be halfway decent. If you're a grown man, you're supposed to have a house. You're supposed to have a car. Mm. If you know how to protect your seat, you shouldn't be coming to me with other people's kids. Wow. It's the fact that so many of y'all are so damn bad that that stuff sounds like outstanding stuff to you. <laughs> that bare minimum stuff that you're supposed to be doing sounds outstanding to you because of how low your standards are. Oh what? my God. <laughs> I gotta take a break. Baby girl is giving us the business. She, but I feel her. Like, I get it. Times can be really rough dealing with inflation and stuff. But she basically saying, look, a place to stay, all that shit. That shit should be like. That's that that should just be a, that's that's just basic stuff, you know. One thing you ain't never heard me say on my platform and never will hear me say is that I want a high value man. Those are some of the most intolerable, Ooh. insufferable, mm. entitled, stank attitude having, <laughs> think they your daddy men I've ever met before in my life. <laughs> You'll never hear me say that that's what I aspire to have. <laughs> I'm going to take an average man every day. Every day. The more money a lot of y'all get, the worse your personality Ooh, gets you better with preach. It. That's why I don't be wanting no parts of it. All right? A lot of y'all are already terrible when it comes to your personality. And when you add on money with it, y'all just become horrible to deal with. Ooh. And that's why you'll never hear me talk about high value men and them being exceptional men. 
all they do is just have a lot of what most men should have. They just got more money, bigger house, more expensive car. Mm. But when it comes to their character, who they are as a person, they suck just as bad as the broke men. See, the average man is where I've had most of my luck. The men who understand that them doing basic stuff don't make them exceptional. It just makes them an adult. Wow. And then they have the personality to help back up mm. them being average, right? Which ends up making them exceptional. See, you, you, you don't become an exceptional man because you got more than the average man. Yeah. An exceptional man is a man who possess things that most men can't. When he can do things that most men can't, that's what makes you an exceptional man. Ooh. You being a man who got emotional intelligence when most men don't. Mm. You being able to handle your emotions when most men can't. Okay. You having sexual discipline when most men can't. Come on now. That's what makes you an exceptional man. You being able to do stuff that most men can't do. Any man can go get a house. Any man can get a good paying job. Any man can get his money up and become an entrepreneur. But every man can't be good as huh. far as his character. Every man can't be a good human being. And so when you can do that, when you can be a actual good human being, you know how to treat people. Mm -hmm. You know how to actually have a good personality. You mm -hmm. charismatic. You funny. Yep. You enjoyable to be around. Most men can't do that. Preach. That's what makes an exceptional man. man. And most of y'all will never be an exceptional man. You just a basic man. Wow. And here's the thing. I, I, I appreciate her saying that. And it goes for women, too, because you got women out here who make the money. You know, they're doing the damn thing. I'm a boss. I got my own house. I got my own crib. You know, independent. I think that's fabulous. But your character is terrible. You, you like to tear down people who don't have what you have. Get your money up. Fuck this. Eh. You know, and it's like your character is horrible. How do you treat people? Yeah, you got the bag. Yeah, you can be around all these people, but you can't keep them because you're, you're, you're terrible. Your, your character is terrible. It's terrible. You don't know how to treat people. You look down on people who don't have what you have. Or you may not even have, you may have less than what they have, but you make them feel bad for having more than what you have. It's just crazy out here, you guys. So I really, really appreciate her having this conversation because it needs to be had. And a lot of people are not going to ever get with the program, and that's fine. But one thing I have learned in this life is I don't care what you have. You could have all the money or you could have hardly any at all. It's about how people feel when you are, when they are in your presence. People will never, they'll forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. They may forget what you did to make them feel that way, but they'll remember, oh no, nah, I can't be around that person because the last time I was around them, they made me feel this way. Or I didn't like how I felt in their presence or something about them didn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you could be a high value dude, have the, the six figure and drive the baddest car, but if you don't know how to treat people that are close to you, you know, you got to look good in front of everybody else other than the people that are close to you. I got a problem with that. And I, I, I appreciate her saying that because a lot of people are not going to have that conversation. People rather just have the image and the facade. They rather post the posts and take the pictures on social media and look good in front of everybody. But behind closed doors, they're both miserable. They live in double lives. They're doing their own shit. You know, but, you know, I digress. We'll get into that. But that's the whole thing about having the story time with um, the, um, let me, let me give you all this story time. So I'm going to chap, I'm going to tap into this. So here we go. Story time. 
you know what y'all it's a lot going on in this world especially when it comes to relationships and um i try not to dwell too much on them because i'm as much as i want one i'm not i know i am not in the right head space for a relationship but there's been so many crazy stories out there about different situations and stuff like that and i'm gonna read y'all i'm gonna read y'all this okay story time y'all ready okay y'all story time my fiance of one year just proposed, so we are traveling to Tennessee so he could meet my dad. I told my fiance that my father has an old school, he's retired, and he's a Marine, and that he couldn't wear his long locks when he meets him. So I asked my fiance to cut his hair, and he refused. Oh, wow. So I cut his locks while he was asleep. Oh, wow. <laughs> he broke up with me. I'm hurt. I told him to stop being petty because your hair will grow back. Him. Every time I look in the mirror, I see what you did. Is he overreacting? How long shall I let him cool off before I try to, you know, contact him? I'm afraid he may call the wedding off. What should I do? Are you kidding me? You think he really still want to be with you? People are weird. How you gonna cut that man's hair off while he sleep? Who are you, Delilah? You see? Do you see? Why would that woman cut that man's hair off at night? Like, the man said he's not cutting his hair. Okay, the fact that you knew. So that's the problem I have with people. You know your family. <laughs> you knew your dad was not going to approve of this man because of how he looked. You knew this. But you still continue to date and, uh, and, and you got engaged with him. And now that y'all are engaged, you expect this man to alter his entire DNA for you. For you know, for not for you, for your dad. That is so unfair that you you knew that your family controlled your life and your way of thinking and your core values. And so because now you got this man thinking you, you think he's in love with you, he's gonna do whatever you say. That's bullshit. Uh, excuse my language, but um, that is complete bullshit to me. Why? If you, you already knew. Like, stop playing with people. It's not, why did she, she cut that man's hair off? I don't know how long his locks were. But you knew that man had locks when you met him. You watched those locks grow. I, that is terrible. And these are, these are the type of things that make me want to push pause when it comes to being with anybody because if your family runs your life or if your friends run your life or you know whatever if you are not making your own decisions for your life i don't want to be with you i can't be with you or if you all know how to balance that shit you should be able to do a life balance like there is a balance where you know yes family is important and yes family want what's best for me i get that there's nothing wrong with your family wanting to protect you from, you know, the stuff, the evils of outside. I get it. There are some evil men, evil men out there who just come out. They just want to, they just opportunists. They just, they just want an opportunity. They're not trying to be there really for you. They just, they just want to, they just want an opportunity. And I get that. And I get you have some strong women and men in your family that want to protect you from that. But cutting this man's hair while he slept to appease your father. That is terrible. 
withholding information from someone. Like, I got a problem with somebody who wants to be in a relationship with somebody and they want to dictate and control what you do, where you go, who you talk to, what you doing, everything you do. But when they do, but they, they do what they want to do. They don't tell you their every move. They do what they want to do. That's the, that's that's a major problem. So when were you going to tell your fiance that your father doesn't is he's old school and he don't like men with long hair? When were you going to tell him that before y'all fell in love with each other? No, you told him after y'all, after you've made this man fall in love with you and, and give you a ring. It's terrible. Moving on, honey. Go ahead. I can't. <laughs> I can't either. Okay, here's another one. I'm British in America for medical school. I'm engaged to an African-American woman. Her mother told me I must give my fiance access to my bank account because sharing funds is an African-American tradition. So I did. Is there legal standings for this in America? <laughs> my money is vanishing. What do I do? First of all, why are you listening to her mom about what you should do in your relationship? See, that's another thing. I can't deal with people who got family that control them. There you go. Like, I get it. Family is family. You know, your family want what's best for you. But we're not we're not finna be scamming boo. Right. Because you scamming boo. See, people are weird, y'all. You see why I'm over here minding my business drinking my water? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say drink your water and mind your business. But needless to say, yes, this woman is not only scamming this one, this man, but she had a whole family scamming him. Because he doesn't know. That's terrible to mistreat people like that. And y'all going to get in trouble. Be, I don't know. Some people don't believe in karma. And that's fine. But I, I just want people to understand that, you know, you, you got to be careful how you handle people out here. You can't be out here manipulating people. I don't care. Even if you're not manipulating them for personal gain. But if you're manipulating them for emotional gain. If you're manipulating them to make yourself look good. Because what I found out is some people will get in relationships with you because of how you make them look. And, and, and what they do for you as far as financially and how you make them look. They'll probably go into areas or, 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 or move in rooms that they'll never be able to move without you. And they'll get in a relationship with you just so they can move a certain way. Or they can look a certain way to everybody else to be accepted. And I that that right there, that's, 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 I, I can't, I don't have a word for it. I don't have a word for it without cursing, but it's, it's just not a good thing. It's that I, I need you to, that's why it's so important. And one thing I, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, when I was reading these stories to her, she said something that was very profound. She said, these stories sound like people who really have never taken the time to be by themselves because you shouldn't have to cut nobody's hair or make them change their image or who they are to appease what you got going on you should be able to accept people for who they are because you because the problem is with, with, with baby girl and, and the daddy situation she's not being honest with her own father she's trying to become something for her dad and in the process she's trying to make this aunt this stranger who was falling in love with her do the same thing you know I, I can relate to that. You're not finna alter. I am not going to alter who I am to appease who you lying to. 
You got me fucked up. Y'all, y'all, you can lie to them on your own. I'm, I don't have to do that. I'm single. I don't have to do that to and, and alter who I am to appease whoever you trying to please. It's a no for me. And as for the, um, this, the British guy, I think it's really sad that he came into this, came to this country for a better life to go to medical school to only be scammed by somebody who, who means him no good. So, it's important that you guys ask questions when you're dating, when you're getting to know somebody, ask questions, you know, and, and take your time. Don't be so quick to just jump into a relationship with somebody and just be ready to be with them because of how they make you feel at that moment. You don't know them. You don't know anything about them. You don't know if something happens to you, what, what would they do if y'all get, you know, held up at gunpoint what are they going to what are you going to do um if you fall on hard times are they going to say well i hope that works out for you or are they going to say hey you know what you need or are you know what even to the point when you get into a relationship and you have friends and family that fall on hard times are they going to even come to you and say hey you know what i got a friend that's going through some difficulties and you know i'm going to go ahead and you know help them out a little bit how did you feel about it and some people may say well i mean it depends like if y'all not together y'all not sharing funds and it shouldn't matter um yes it does because what you do when you're single is what you're going to do when you get into a relationship slash marriage or partnership the things you do right now is what you'll do later. You, you, it's not going to be easy to switch up. If you're used to giving money away to all your friends and loved ones, and then you decide you want to be in a relationship, um, you got to stop doing that. Or you got to put some kind of limitation on what you do. because So you want your, your, your spouse or your loved one to start giving away their money too? Because that's what you do? You got to count the cost. I, I got into a bad altercation within the last relationship that I was in because of that. He was sneaking behind my back and giving money to his family and not telling me until he depleted all his funds. And then he want to come over to my funds. You got me fucked up. First of all, I didn't know you were doing that. You were doing that the entire relationship. The entire relationship, you was giving money to your family and depleting your funds. Keep in mind, we have no children, no bills. We hadn't even, you know, we hadn't even purchased a home or anything. We were supposed to be saving to build our life. And here you are giving your money away. It's supposed to be building our foundation for our family over there. And guess what? You dead and gone. And guess what? They trying to figure out what they going to do because they were looking for it over here. You got me fucked up. Ain't no way. I didn't know he was doing that. And guess what? If I had known he was doing that, I would have helped him win y'all off. Because guess what? He ain't here now. Now what you going to do? You know what? They doing just fine. But they made him feel like they couldn't make it without him. And then he fell on a hard time and nobody showed up for him. But I was supposed to hold all the bags and, and bail them out. That is so unfair. You got to be mindful of, of who you help and how you help them. Because if the tables will turn, will they do the same thing for you? And, you know, oh, my God, you shouldn't do it that way. You shouldn't. Yes, the hell you should. Yes, you should. <laughs> you got to count the cost. But I digress. Tea and Whiskey family, it's been such a pleasure. I'm not going to be on here long. But I want you guys to remember to always keep the drama on TV and out of your lives. Um, really pay attention to what's going on out here in these streets. Don't be so distracted. Listen to the, just listen to the news. Pay attention. 
and just, you know, handle your business and create core values for yourself. Love yourself enough to be by yourself. Because if you're out here because you just don't want to be by yourself and you're just going to jump into anything because you don't want to be lonely, please, please don't do that to yourself. Please don't. Like, take the time out to really, really, really figure out what you want in this life. Okay? Figure it out. Because people will pretend to be whatever you want them to be just so they can get what they want to get out of you. Okay? All right, you guys. I'm out. So, keep the drama on TV and out your life. And I'll see you guys next time.
Moses, round up my people. 